Welcome to another exciting podcast brought to you by Mesa Christian Church. Romans 8.11 says, And if the Spirit of Him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, He who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal or physical bodies because of His Spirit who lives in you. I think the King James Version uses the the words dwells in you. In other words, the Spirit doesn't just come and visit when we're having a nice praise session, when we're having an encounter with prayer or the Word of God. He dwells within us. When we're a born-again believer, the Spirit of God comes and lives in us, dwells in us, fills us, overflows us, and your body, your mind, your heart, your whole being can't help but be transformed and empowered and refreshed and restored. The message version says, but if God himself has taken up residence in your life, you can hardly be thinking more of yourself than of him. Anyone, of course, who has not welcomed this invisible but clearly present God, that's powerful, invisible but clearly present, the Spirit of Christ won't know what we're talking about, but for you who welcome him, in whom he dwells, even though you still experience all the limitations of sin, You yourself experience life on God's terms. It stands to reason, doesn't it, that if if the alive and present God who raised Jesus from the dead moves into your life, he'll do the same thing in you that he did in Jesus, bringing you alive to himself. When God lives and breathes in you, and he does as surely as he did in Jesus, you are delivered from that dead life with the Spirit Living in you, your body will be as alive as Christ's. How awesome is that? That our bodies are the temple of the Holy Spirit. He lives within us. So today as we sit in this church and celebrate Easter Resurrection Sunday, nearly 2,000 years after it actually happened, that same Spirit that raised Christ from the dead and the stone was rolled away and the people came to find His body and it was gone and then He started walking through walls and appearing to His disciples over the next 40 days. He appeared to hundreds of people. It says at least 500 at one time and various appearances to all those different people to show that he was alive. And then they actually saw him go up to heaven, the ascension. That must have been amazing, hey? Jesus talking to him, say, hey, wait in Jerusalem till the Holy Spirit comes. The next minute, he just jets out of there. I wish we had proper movies of what actually did happen, hey? Hey, we get sanitized versions. But so that Spirit of God, that raised Jesus from the dead, gave him the resurrected body. He lives in us. And as Pastor Doug shared, when, when our time on earth is finished and Jesus comes back again, we get that full resurrected body. But until then, we can have his energy, his strength, his love, his power, his peace, filling our lives. And he's the invisible but ever-present God. I love that. So he shines through your heart and life. He shines through your kind deeds and and your caring actions, your words, your grace, the fruit of the Spirit, your patience, the fire of God, the miracles of God. Wow, our God is so awesome. He's the same Spirit. He quickens our bodies. In the first service at the uh, greeting time, Dawn, one of the ladies who's been coming to our church for years, she came and was so excited. She said, two weeks ago, I was in this church and you had a word of knowledge about a couple, an older couple that are retired pastors and I went down and prayed for them. The Spirit of God touched them. She said, I was sitting nearby 
And what you said, I claim for myself. She said, I've had arthritis and a lot of pain every morning for years. The next morning I woke up, no pain. She said, I didn't ring straight away because I want to make sure it was real. She said, for two weeks now I've had no pain in my body. We didn't even pray for it. She got the overflow. She got the overflow because the Spirit of God is a restoring, healing God. This is not just in the Bible uh, written 2,000 years ago. This is alive now. And he wants us as a church not to do religious things, but to have his life filling and overflowing us. This is not boring religion. This is resurrection life. If the same Spirit lives in you that raised Christ from the dead, why shouldn't supernatural things happen? Why shouldn't God's grace be with you when you're going through a tough time? Why shouldn't his love keep overflowing you and showing this world that God's alive, that he's real, that he's caring? What a great truth that we celebrate on Resurrection Sunday. Jesus is alive and he lives in every believer that is born again. No other religion or philosophy can claim and verify its founder has risen from the dead and that he lives in us by his Holy Spirit. Tim and I were in Thailand and when they believe in Buddhism, when you go up in the mountains in the tribal areas, they've had spiritism and animism and all sorts of things. But to watch these people getting alive to Christ is so powerful. And Eric and Marianne and Clara are doing an amazing ministry. 24 years they've lived in that country and have just progressively shared Jesus. And as the band, you saw them there, they're all celebrating. They're singing all the latest Hillsong songs. They were singing songs we haven't even learned yet. They're just going for it. And people come in, they say, this is amazing. All these young people celebrating because Thais are very reserved people. And to see them celebrate that, that is just amazing. And to see the grace of God flowing in that place. And they've seen whole villages come to Christ. And the drummer, his grandfather was a witch doctor. And 20-something years ago, they went into that village and he got set free. And now his grandson's playing drums in the church. And every person there had amazing stories of grace and breakthrough and deliverance. And we don't understand it in our Western country where we're still free to practice religion. There, there are great challenges. But the Spirit of God works there and here. We celebrate the most death-defying, fear-destroying, hope-inspiring, transcendent joy in the history of the world. Hey, let's celebrate. He is alive. He's alive. It's okay to get excited. We've just been at Planet Shakers with 10,000 people shouting and yelling and celebrating. Most of the time you can't sit on your seat. You're worshipping during the worship and praise, then the preaching's on. It's so powerful. You're on your feet most of the time while the preaching's on. And so you get a real good exercise workout. Pastor Doug was there last year. Hey, it's just, just incredible. The, the grace and power of God that is at work transforming our world. Paul wrote in 1 Corinthians 15 that if Christ has not risen, then our faith is in vain. That's true. We know that Jesus is alive because he lives in our hearts. I was thinking about what happened on the Saturday between the Good Friday and Sunday. Pastor Doug said Jesus went down and preached. But what about the people on the earth? They didn't know what was going on. They're all grief-stricken. They've lost their best friend. He just got murdered in their eyes. 
They thought he'd come to set up a, to overthrow the Roman rule, to establish the kingdom of God like King David had in the, the glory days of Israel centuries before. And they'd watched him do the miracles and preach the most amazing sermons. And they said, you weren't supposed to die like this. So they were in absolute grief and trauma. Friday night, all day Saturday. A couple of the ladies went on the Sunday morning to embalm his body because they didn't have time to do it before sundown on that first day. And when they get there, he's gone. He's risen. And they start to think, what's going on here? And then he appeared to various people that day. And then, slowly, over the period of the next week or two, they started to realize, hey, Jesus talked something about rising from the dead. This sounds like what really happened. And so they moved from, through the darkness of the Saturday, the disappointment, their dreams shattered, their fear of their future without Jesus. What's going to happen to us? We'll probably be all crucified. Their hopelessness, their loss of, they had lots of tormenting questions. What went wrong? Jesus came to be the Savior, Messiah and King and now he was dead. They didn't know that Resurrection Sunday was coming. They didn't get it. It's okay for us to look back, but when you're in the middle of it, you don't know when the breakthrough's coming. That's what faith is about. Some of us have prayed for healing or breakthrough with family or, or a, a new dream to be fulfilled, and we don't know when the day of breakthrough comes, and we have to wrestle through our own disappointment and struggles. But because Christ is within us, we can live in His victory. 1 Corinthians 6, 19 and 20 says, Do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit who is within you? Whom you have received as a gift from God and that you are not your own property. You were bought with a price. You were actually purchased with the precious blood of Jesus and made his own. So then glorify, honor God with your body. Are these physical bodies? All shapes and sizes. Have a look around. Some are uh, amazingly beautiful. Some, well, we won't go there, will we? <clears throat> some are tall, some are short. How do you like those interpreters? They were absolute pocket dynamos. We had two different ladies interpreting. Then on the last night, it was the funniest thing. This pastor from the other side of the city that Pastor Eric didn't know very well came and found that he could really interpret well because they're, they're really good interpreter. It was an older guy that had passed away two years ago. They'd been looking for a really good interpreter. The ladies were very sharp with their English, but this guy was a pastor. And he came and interpreted. And uh, Tim preached those... Tim did the uh, beatboxing with the uh, young guys and just had an awesome night. Then this guy gets up to interpret. And uh, Tim stands up. This interpreter was about yay high. And Tim said, my sermon tonight is David and Goliath. <laughs> and this little guy immediately got it and saw the humor of it. And he looked up and pointed and just started laughing. <laughs> Tim and uh, what was his name? Sam. Sam immediately went into acting out spontaneously the whole story while he preached. It was the, we were falling off our seats with laughter. It was so funny. Pastor Eric said, I've never seen these Thai people laugh so much and have so much joy and freedom in the place. It was absolutely amazing. And he was so active, animated. He was a, a part-time pastor and a part-time tour guy, but he just preached it with great passion and enthusiasm. It was the funniest thing. But I thought, Wow. God wants you to have joy in your life, not to be religious and boring, 
Christianity should be the most contagious, joyful life because Christ is within us. And we go through the pains and challenge of this life, but Christ is within us. John 11, 21 to 27 is an interesting story when Jesus went to see Lazarus, his friend who had died, and Martha, his sister, comes. Lord, Martha said to Jesus, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. Well, it's a bit of a challenging, out of grief, painful statement. But I know that even now God will give you whatever you ask. Wow, that's a faith statement. Because she'd been around Jesus and seen a couple other people get healed and raised from the dead. So she's sort of thinking, well, you could do it here, Jesus. She was hoping but not quite sure whether to really let her hope run after God. We're like that sometimes. We hope but we're not quite sure whether to really go with all of our heart. Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. Martha answered, I know he will rise again in the resurrection at the last day. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live even though they die. And whoever lives by believing in me will never die. Do you believe this? Four very powerful words. Yes, Lord, she replied. I believe you are the Messiah, the Son of God, who is to come into the world. And then the amazing story meets with Mary, and then he goes and raises Lazarus from the dead. And that's only possibly weeks or at the most months before Jesus died on the cross and rose again. Do you believe this? That's the challenge for us today. What do you really believe about Jesus? Do you believe he is the Son of God? Not in a religious way, but in a relationship. Do you believe he can bring resurrection life to your body? Do you believe he can bring resurrection life to your hopes and your dreams and your family and your finances and, and the ministry opportunities and how we can really transform our city? God says, do you believe this? That's a really good question. Secondly, two of the other disciples on the Sunday afternoon, Jesus had risen in the morning, Mary Magdalene had gone, Peter and John had run there and couldn't find the body and they're trying to work out what's going on. Jesus, the two guys are out for a walk in the afternoon. They weren't the 11 disciples. They were two other followers of Jesus. They're talking and asking questions. And this guy comes and joins them on the journey. He says, what are you talking about? He says, haven't you heard? Heard what? About this Jesus that we were hoping was going to be a Messiah and he's died. And he said, really? This is Christ. He, had a, he played a bit of a game with them. He then explained all the scriptures to them. And then they said, come and have a meal with us. They didn't know it was Jesus because they, in their mind, they weren't even conceiving that he was going to rise from the dead. <coughs> so they have a meal and it says in uh, Luke 24, 30, when he was at the table with them, he took bread, gave thanks, broke it and gave it to them. Then their eyes were open and they recognized him and he disappeared from their sight. Wow. Not quite sure why he did that, but he did. They asked each other, were not our hearts burning within us while he talked with us on the road and opened the scriptures to us? Wow. When Jesus started to open the scriptures, their hearts started to burn within them. I want to ask you the question, is your heart still on fire for Jesus? Do you get stirred when you love him, when you worship him, when you pray, when you read the word, when you serve our families and our community? Does your heart burn within you? Is there a, a fire, a stirring of the spirit of God? Does your spirit leap within you? Sometimes I feel like it's going to jump outside of my body. It just gets, I get so excited in the spirit of God. Sometimes you feel that fire burning in your heart. When I was in Thailand, I heard the stories and I, I wept with <coughs> with them when I heard the stories. I cried when we were at the village church 
Last Sunday, we were up, we went three hours up in the mountains on some of the steepest roads I've ever travelled on. Without any exaggeration, hey Tim, they were, and then there's hairpin bends in the middle of those going down and coming up and you need a strong four-wheel drive to get there. And when we get there, there's a village church with 80 people in, amazing story, and we preached and they worshipped, had one guitar, the power was connected to the village but it wasn't on for the whole day so it's 42 degree heat and the fans aren't working and so it was an adventure last Sunday church for Tim and I. And then they had two interpreters because they had three languages happening. So you'd preach and then it would be from English to Thai and then Thai to Karen, which was their village tribal language. So it was an adventure. But then they were praying for people and this lady had an arm that just couldn't raise above there. I don't know if it was a stroke or what had happened. She couldn't raise it. She came out for prayer. And quite a few prayed for her and the different pastors and leaders. There was no way she was leaving that altar until she was healed. So we go on with the rest of the service. We're anointing all the young people and praying. And she's there. And then one minute I look over and she's gone. She got totally healed after about 20 minutes of seeking God and letting people. And then for the rest of the service, she's just shaking it, looking at it, raising it. And she was just so amazed. She was probably in her late 60s or 70-year-old. And God just totally restored her body. And she was so excited. Well, the place was electric after that. And the power of God came. And people were getting delivered and set free and saved. I thought, wow, you are the same resurrection life. You're the same resurrection life. And it happens here in our church. It happens in our community. happens in our neighborhood, in our schools. And it happens all across the world because Christ is risen. His power and life is within us. And God wants us to live with that. Not just to look back on it and tell stories occasionally, but have it living and flowing through us. Where the Transformations graduation heard their stories this morning of how God has just transformed their lives. Gordon, he spent 58 times in hospital before he came into transformation and could have died any one of those. And now here he is totally free in Jesus' name. The grace of God that just changes lives. And God wants us to be stirred, to let it burn within us. Romans 10, 9 and 10 said, If you can de declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified. It is with your mouth that you confess your faith and are saved. So when we lead people to Jesus, we often get them to pray that prayer. Saying, if you believe in your heart that Jesus is Lord, that he's risen from the dead, if you confess with your mouth, then you will be saved. Because if he's not alive, then it's all futile. So we know Jesus is alive and he's there to transform us. And when we're connected with the resurrected Christ, energy and healing flows. Ephesians 1.18, the message says, But I do more than, your, than thank. I ask, ask the God of our Master Jesus Christ, the God of glory, to make you intelligent and discerning in knowing Him personally. Your eyes focused and clear, so you can see exactly what it is He is calling you to do. To grasp the immensity of this glorious way of life He has for His followers, Oh, the utter extravagance of his work in us who trust him. Endless energy and boundless strength. Wow, you serious, God? Endless energy and boundless strength. All this energy comes from Christ. God raised him from death and set him on a throne in deep heaven in charge of running the universe. Everything from galaxies to governments. No name and no power exempt from his rule. 
and not just for the time being, but forever he is in charge of it all, has the final word on everything. At the center of all this, Christ rules the church. The church, you see, is not peripheral to the world. The world is peripheral to the church. Wow, that's a powerful statement. The world has tried to sideline the church to be irrelevant. Let me tell you, the days are coming where God is turning that around. We're at Planet Shakers. We heard the Speaker of the House of Parliament in Papua New Guinea, who's a full-on, spirit-filled Christian. And God's doing an amazing work. And Ron and Elva that were missionaries there for 37 years from our church. The, the body of Christ is beginning to arise in great power. And uh, they were in opposition. And now they're in, in a government, this guy. And, and he got up about a year or two ago and says, our country needs to change. And he's the speaker. So he can't be He's got to be down the center. But he said, I believe our parliament and this parliament house has been cursed. It needs to be torn down. And he said, as soon as he said that, an earthquake rumbled through the whole city and they don't regularly get earthquakes in Port Moresby. And something's totally shifting across that nation. They're taking a team of about 400 people now and they're going to blitz whole parts of the nation in August from the Planet Shakers Church and others going, and, and they're believing for 250,000 people to gather. They had 50,000 last year in the stadium. They're going for 250,000 in the main stadium and to shake that nation like never before. We also had the opposition leader from South Africa. They're speaking, a full-on spirit-filled Christian, and he preached a passionate message. And if the next election, if the, if the ruling government, which is full of corruption, falls, he will become the Prime Minister of South Africa a black man who wants to restore credibility to that nation that is slipping quickly into chaos and destruction. And I thought, God, you are shaking nations now. You're raising up men and women and movements that are going to start to rapidly change the nature of our world. And, and let me tell you, God's at work, man. and our nation is going to see a great move of God. We're, in the next year or two, we're going to see significant things shift and change across our nation. And I want to be in the middle of it. I don't want the church to be peripheral on the sides, but our church and every church across our land to be in the center of speaking life and truth and hope and freedom to our people and demonstrating it by the grace of Jesus Christ. Because he's alive. And when he's alive, things change. You can't have a dead, boring religion. God's raising us up to live in his fullness and power. So today as we come towards the end of our message, I want to ask you the question, do you believe that Jesus is alive? Do you have faith that he will continue to transform you and flow through you to influence others? I want to wrap it up with the story of Jesus. The following Sunday, he shows up, walks through the wall as the disciples are having dinner. Because Thomas... Was, wasn't there. There were seven of them there the first Sunday night when he walked in on their meal. And when someone walks through the wall, that sort of gets your attention, hey? Because the doors were locked because they were afraid the Roman soldiers were going to come and kill them or crucify them. They were in fear for their lives. Jesus casually walks through the wall because remember he's got a resurrected body, so he's not now bound by physical limitations. He wasn't a ghost. He had his resurrected body that was not bound by these physical things. And he walks in because Thomas, doubting Thomas wasn't there the first Sunday, but he was now. Jesus walked in immediately and said, Thomas, come and touch me. 
He said, because he'd said to the guys the week before, he said, if I can't touch the nail prince's hand and put my hand into his side where the spear went, I'm not going to really believe. I'd like to, but I, it's just too, too out there. There's a whole lot of Aussies like that. They've got to see something before they believe. They've got to see God's love demonstrated through our lives. They've got to feel his love and acceptance when everyone else has rejected them. They've got to feel some hope when someone comes and serves their lives. They've got to have some hope stirred when a miracle happens in front of their eyes. And Thomas comes. He says, come. Don't be afraid, Thomas. He says he put his hand, his finger into the nail prints in Jesus' hand. Jesus had a resurrected body, but God allowed the scars to be there to show that everyone could see what he'd been through. Just on the side, sometimes God will heal your body or your soul, but he'll leave a scar as a reminder of what you've come through. He heals the pain, gets rid of all the trauma, but he'll sometimes leave a mark or a scar on your mind or heart or body to remind you of where you've come from. Wow. Thomas comes, touch... He says, I believe. I believe. You know, doubting Thomas. And then Jesus said, blessed are you, Thomas, because you've seen and believed. But blessed are those who have not physically seen, but yet have believed. That's us. Jesus physically isn't standing here with us, but his Holy Spirit has made him real to our lives. And we can touch him and know he's touching us every day. No matter what you're going through, God says you don't have to stay where you are because he's calling into a resurrection life. His Spirit's within you. Let's connect with that and ask and step out in the journey of faith that God's called us to. And I love Thomas because doubting Thomas became the greatest missionary and probably affected as many or more people than any of the other disciples. He went to southern India. Not sure what sort of boat they went on then. Probably took him two years to get there. Or whether they traveled around by land. He went to southern India for, 50, for 20 years, preached the gospel. There are tens of millions of Indians now in the southern three states that are believers. And most of the churches can trace their roots right back to Thomas. I've been there. I've seen where he got martyred 20 years later. And there's many churches can... Can you talk to the pastor and they can physically trace their roots generationally back to Thomas preaching the gospel there. You might be one that struggles in the believing process, but when you do, you'll never be the same. I'm the resurrection and the life. Do you believe this? If the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in you, he shall quicken, transform, empower your life and your physical body. Let's stand in His presence. Oh, Lord, we love you. Just take a moment to thank Him. Lord, we thank you for resurrection life. Thank you, Lord, that you've, you've spoken to us and we've had the privilege of responding to your life and forgiveness. Thank you, Lord, that we're not on our own, but you're here helping us. Lord, you come and bring your healing power. You restore hopes and dreams. Lord, you've risen from the dead so we don't have to live a dead life, a boring life. We don't have to be controlled by sin and darkness because you've paid the price for that on the cross and then you rose again so that we could live in your life. Your spirit is within us. You give us endless energy. 
boundless strength, hope, love. Thank you for it, Lord. Right now as we're in His presence, the Holy Spirit's asking, do you believe this? Do you believe that Jesus is truly risen from the dead? Not just in a religious way or in a historical way, but in a transforming way. And do you live with that every day in your life? Or only when you have an exciting worship time or you're in church and around believers. Can you do that when you're on your own at home? When you're in your workplace, in your school or university? When you're struggling with physical pain? You say, Jesus, I know you're the resurrection of life. I keep believing and trusting you. Maybe today you've never really experienced this forgiveness and hope. It's Easter Sunday. Maybe someone's invited you along. You said, I need to just go and check out church today. I'd like to pray a prayer of blessing on you. And maybe you've never, ever opened your heart to Jesus. Or maybe somewhere in the past you have as a younger person. Or, and it's time to reaffirm or recommit your faith to Jesus Christ. This is not joining our church and it's not becoming religious. This is about a relationship with the living Christ who loves you with all of his heart. He loved you so much. He died on the cross for you and I. And he rose again. And his spirit is here to change your life. As our heads are bowed and eyes closed just for a moment, in this holy moment, I want to ask you, do you know this living Christ in a personal way? What do you just know about him? If you've never opened your heart to Jesus or you need to come back to him today, I want to ask you to invite Jesus to come and forgive and cleanse you and change you. If that's you, just lift your hand where you are and say, please pray for me, Pastor Ross. I want to get right with God. I want to come back to him. I want to experience his love. Who's that today? Just lift it up on high. God bless you. Who else today? Saying, yeah, that's me. God bless you. Who else today? It's not about just going to church. It's about experiencing forgiveness and hope. I believe God today is just pouring out his love right now. Your heart's beating fast. You think, wow, what's going on? I can feel something happening. Why don't you just say yes to Jesus? Who else today? Saying, that's me. I want to get right with God. I want to come to him or come back to him. Who else today? Quickly. God's drawing you right now. His love is powerful. I'd like to lead you in a prayer of confession, of declaration on this Resurrection Sunday. Those that have lifted their hand, others that are saying, hey, I just want to live fully for Jesus. I want him to burn in my heart. Let's pray this prayer together. Father God, thank you for sending Jesus, for dying on the cross for my sin, for rising again to give me new life. I receive that by faith. I ask you to heal me, to set me free, to restore my hopes. I choose to follow you. Fill me with your spirit, your energy, your power, your purpose for my life. Thank you for hearing my prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. Stay tuned for another exciting podcast brought to you by Bayside Christian Church.